Welcome to the Dr. Doom podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Doom, and uh, the doctor's on call tonight. Just got back from the hospital. It's uh, It's been an interesting uh, day. I had a case. I haven't done one of these in a long time. A guy with a rib fracture with um, bleeding from the intercostal artery. I had to go in and embolize it, and it took me an embarrassing number of tries to get a uh, catheter into the artery that was bleeding. So I've been in for a while, but uh, it, it all worked out in the end. We uh, did a stroke case last night, and uh, yeah, that went well too. Although, <laughs> this is kind of a funny story. Uh, so we cover our entire province for uh, acute stroke, and this person came down from a city that's about two hours away. And I was actually pretty happy uh, because they arrived after two and a half hours after I got the phone call. Often it's like five, six hours. Um, and then, you know, stroke is very time sensitive. You only have six hours from the time of onset to get it out, to get a really good result. And uh, anyway, they arrived and <clears throat> we were able to clear the clot and, sh- and the patient's doing better. Um, but uh, the... Uh, <laughs> I had to call in a uh, colleague to do this one with me. The anatomy was really complicated. And he lost his mind because the patient didn't have a nurse uh, transfer with them. And uh, like filed an incident report and like took it up the chain and called the referring doctor and he was upset with them. And uh, but unfortunately, my name's on everything because it was my... (laughs) was my case so I got all these phone calls afterwards of people like really mad at me for <laughs> creating this big fight and I was like I had no idea what they were talking about I hadn't uh, I wasn't really involved involved in creating this chaos I was just happy the patient got there and did well um, you know ideally yeah they'd come with a nurse but uh, the ideal is far from what often happens and at least uh, the result was good anyway that's not that's not what I was going to talk about today. It's uh, winter now. Uh, we're into January, and I thought uh, it might be fun to talk about winter sports and uh, specifically skiing. I've been reading a lot. <clears throat> Actually, we're going to do one skiing story and one mountain climbing story because uh, I've been reading a lot about mountain climbing, and I'm not in very good shape. Dr. Doom is fat, and uh, Uh, easily winded. I get winded going up the stairs to get my coffee in the morning. Um, But I I really want to be inspired to get into better shape. And uh, to do that, I think, you know, I've been trying to get inspired by reading about mountain climbing. And uh, I love stories about like the Karakoram and the Himalayas and, uh, and, you know, people making a sense of K2 and, um, what's the third biggest one chank and chunga or whatever i like the everest stories there's so many of them it's hard to separate the wheat from the chaff but the people who do like annapurna and k2 that's an incredible accomplishment i'll never do it i we were talking about it today and i was they were like is this like a life goal of yours with the nurses and i were talking because i was like man i've been watching these fascinating stories and i said no uh, the reality is, uh, 15 minutes after disembarking from a plane, I would die of diarrhea. So <laughs> there's no fucking way I'm going to Nepal and hiking. Um, I- I'm not even doing the trek. Forget it. I'm, I'm never going there or I'll just shit myself to death instantly. Um, I don't have a great constitution when it comes to that stuff. All that being said, 
this first story I want to talk about is about skiing. And um, I because those stories really scare me, the mountaineering ones. I'm terrified of heights, and I still, I still will um, do things like that, but I, I, it, they always scare me. So I thought I'd tell you about the, the times I've really scared the hell out of myself skiing. Um, both, both times that come to mind are at Whistler. Um, and Whistler is this uh, big mountain in BC. It's actually Whistler Blackcomb. And uh, I lived in British Columbia for a while. And uh, when I was there doing my fellowship, another fella uh, who was in my program lived there his whole life and, and he said we, we need to go to Whistler this weekend we're both off he found out I could ski I said yeah sure but like to me I ski for fun I don't ski competitively and I'm not uh you know not particularly courageous I just I like to go up come down go up come down have some chili at the restaurant you know <laughs> I take her easy it's like a vacation day for me so Mark was uh the guy I was there with and he said okay follow me and he <clears throat> I know this mountain like the back of my hand and so he took us up the chairlift and then another chairlift because you got to take multiple lifts to get to the top and uh and then at the top I thought we we're going to ski down from there and he said no 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 there's a t-bar around the corner so we followed him around the corner and we had to take the t-bar which is this little dinky rinky dinky thing that you kind of you have to stand up but you put it under your butt cheeks and it kind of pushes you up the hill and I haven't been on one since I was a child, first of all. And like this thing took us up a sheer cliff. Like I, I couldn't, I was so uncomfortable. I was holding on with all my strength. My upper body was like screaming. And I thought if I fall, I can't get off the T-bar run. I'm going to die. There's no, no option to fall off this thing. Um, but nonetheless, I managed to stay on it, but it was like 15 minutes and it was like trying to do a chin-up that lasted 15 minutes. It was exhausting getting up this thing. And I was, at this time, I was scared. I was like, where the fuck are we going? Um, <clears throat> Cause we're going up and it's just a rock face. Like the T-bar literally shoots up a couloir between two rocks. And we got up to the top and got off the T-bar and the wind is just howling, like as it does at the top of a tall mountain. And everywhere I look, looks fucking incredibly steep and rocky. And I thought, I, I can't do this. What are we doing? I said, no, you've got to hike. you got to take your skis off and hike. I said, okay, I can do that. So I followed him thinking, okay, we're going to come out and there's going to be like a glacial bowl or whatever that we can ski down. Well, he takes me up this hike that goes up to the top of, as, as, as we're going up, I could see where we were going. And I, I suppose it was a bowl, but it was just like a sheer cliff face. And I thought, I, I don't know how to ski this. And what had happened, because there'd been lots of snow, and this thing's way too steep to groom, it had been skied into like steps. Like, so there'd be like a, maybe a 12 inch wide step, and then a drop, a sheer drop of about three feet, and then another 12 inch wide step. And I guess that happens because people traverse and then turn and traverse and turn but because everyone turns at a slightly different place there's no like area at the end of the steps to traverse there's just all these steps <coughs> sorry so I followed him up um, a little ways and then I said 
Mark, dude, I can't, I don't even know if I can ski this. Like, I don't know. I'm going to get in wherever, like there was a drop into this thing, first of all, and I've never dropped into anything. And then I didn't think I could stop uh, if I dropped into it. And he said, well, just follow me. I'll, I'll show you how. And he, he could tell I was like now freaked out. And he put on his skis and he just disappeared. He just gone down the hill. <laughs> like he just leaned back and bu- 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 down the steps. And I thought like I'm in rental skis and my boots are way too big. And I thought if I do that, my skis are just going to come off and I'm going to tumble like ragdoll down these steps. Oh, they're waving to me from outside my office door, Jack and Chrissy. Anyway, uh, so what I what I did is I tried to traverse the steps and then jump and turn and jump down to the next step. But if I got going too fast, I couldn't adequately turn, so I actually had to snowplow. <laughs> like if you know skiing, there's parallel skiing, which is what you do when you you've learned to ski, and there's snowplowing, which is what you do when you're a child learning to ski. And I had to use the snowplow technique and it took me three and a half hours to come down this cliff face with all these steps on it. And I was so tired when I got to the bottom, like I just, all I did, all I could manage to do was ski out. I couldn't turn anymore. My legs were like jello and I just skied straight out all the way down to the bar at the bottom of the hill. And I took off my skis and I said, fuck this. I'm not going back up. And I went the bar and ordered uh, supper and a beer and I just sat there and waited for my friends for another three hours and then uh, told Mark to go fuck himself and I'm never skiing with you again and that was the scariest uh, uh, the scariest absolute scariest uh, ski experience I've ever had the second scariest was also at Whistler um, I went with a colleague from the east coast named John and John is like he was in his late 50s at the time and I was in my late 30s he's an the nicest man you ever met but he and his wife are excellent skiers and i'm not a bad skier you know like i I, i'm okay but i'm east coast okay i'm not big mountain man you know so um so john uh said he he has a place out there and he said "I, i know the mountain really well i said i've heard this before john like if if you're doing anything really difficult let me know he said no it's all straightforward like i won't take you on anything tough um and so i was skiing behind him um, and, uh, we were on this nice groom trail and I thought, oh, this is kind of nice. And then he just kind of disappeared over the side of the trail and I shuffled my way back. Like I had to stop and then kind of walk back uphill. And I looked over what he'd gone down and it was this super steep, uh, line like that went down and it was all moguls, like really, really tight moguls. Now, Dr. Doom is six foot three and uh my skis are like 200 and something centimeters the moguls are probably only 100 centimeters between them so uh it was uh it was almost impossible to get down and again it took me the whole day to get down to where they were i thought well i've got to learn to ski mogul sometime i remember thinking that and then after after about three turns i thought i don't have to learn to ski moguls i'm an old man i'm not going to the olympics what the fuck am i doing but I couldn't get back up <laughs> and it was, they were like really big moguls with ice between them. So if you got going and you couldn't stop, you just get going faster and faster until you hit something really hard, man, I almost killed myself. I was just shitting myself the whole way down. And finally I got to the bottom and again, 
I was so tired. I was just absolutely exhausted. I just said, fuck this. I'm done. I went back. I, we were doing a course. I was like skipping the morning session. Um, I went to the whole afternoon session. I didn't uh, do any more skiing that day. And then I skied without John for the rest of that trip. But uh, I love the guy. It was just uh, not a pleasant ski experience. So uh, yeah, those are my scary ski stories. The next um, story is about mountain climbing, and uh, I I've never done anything extreme, um, but there are two times I really got scared climbing, uh, all on the East Coast, uh, both times in Maine actually. Um, there's a Baxter State Park is in Maine. Um, I think it maybe it's at the end of the Appalachian Trail. I think Mount Katahdin is the last of the big mountains on the Appalachian Trail, and uh, we used to do a yearly trip to Mount Katahdin and mostly we would trek when I was a kid. Uh, and we would go up to, uh, this place called chimney pond and back down. It was a tough, it was a tough hike, but it wasn't impossible. Um, but on our third year there, um, my dad wanted to go to the summit and he was, he was always a little braver than I was. And, uh, so I said, yeah, I'll do it. I was 10 years old. And, um, I was wearing basketball sneakers. I remember we didn't like, there are times were different, but I didn't even know hiking shoes existed or hiking boots. And, um, I followed him, um, I followed him up to chimney pond and that's about a, you know, three hour walk. And then we scrambled over all these boulders. I remember like it being a very challenging thing, but I was just looking ahead and like climbing a boulder and then looking ahead and climbing a boulder. And we came out on this place uh, that was called the slide. And it's like a natural landslide and it's kind of dirt. You're above the tree line and it's just a lot of dirt and that kind of thing. And it was the first time we'd come out of the trees. And, uh, and as I was making my way up the slide and it was steep, it was like climbing a, not, not a cliff face, but you know, steep enough. Um, that you, you know, if you fell, you'd, you'd really get hurt. Uh, as, it, as we came out of the scrub and the tree line, I looked to the side and realized, holy fuck, we are in the cloud, we're above the clouds. And like, you could see down, you could see for miles, the view was spectacular, but you could also see how steep the fall was if you, if you went down. And we, dad had to like coach me. He had to coax me up the slide. And, uh, I got about two thirds of the way up and my sneakers slipped on, uh, on this loose, like scrabbly rock. And I fell and I slid down on my hands and knees. Um, I would say for, I don't know, 20 or 30 feet. Like it, it wasn't that far, but it was enough that I kind of skinned my knees and I was really scared. And, uh, and I could tell like the slide is very close to the summit. It, once, once you get there, there's like a plateau and you walk up this probably another 45 minute walk to the summit. And we were maybe 15 minutes from the top of the slide. And, uh, and I sat down, I said, dad, I got I was terrified. I got to sit down and I was having like an absolute panic attack. Uh, I was locked. I, I couldn't go down and I couldn't go up. I just, I got into this place where it was so steep and there was no grip and I was wearing the wrong shoes. And I, by then I'd seen people going up and with hiking boots on and stuff. And I said, I, I don't know if I can do this, dad. I don't think I can do this, I th I, but I can't get down. I, 
And then he had to basically like help me get over to where there were these scrubby little plants growing. And you're not supposed to touch the plants because there's like this rare lichen or something that grows up there. But he was like, just, you know, just work your way down along the edge of the plants. And he like <laughs> calmly got me down. I didn't make the summit that year. And I was so humiliated because a friend of ours went up in ducky boots because he also didn't know about hiking boots and uh and he came down and he was covered in blisters he was his feet were just like one big blister and he was so exhausted that he puked <laughs> but, but he'd made it and i didn't and i was ashamed so the next year uh we got the boots we got the jeans and stuff and uh thank god i actually was able to just like mind over matter get up the steep section and make it to the summit. At the summit, um, you have the option of going from uh, the peak of Katahdin to the peak of Palmola, I think it's called. It's the next mountain over uh, via a trail called the Knife's Edge. And the Knife's Edge, it's it's like these rocks on the top of the mountain. They're, I don't know how to explain it. They look kind of crystalline, like they're all squared off. And, um, <clears throat> And they're, they're maybe about a foot in size each. And there are little blazes where you're kind of supposed to stick, where, where you're supposed to walk, but it's not really well marked. And, and, and it's probably, the, there are parts where the trail is only about 12 inches wide. And if you fall to either side, it's a sheer drop of maybe a thousand feet or 2000 feet. I, I don't know. I'm not, maybe, maybe more than that. I don't know. Um, and I started out on it and realized there's no fucking way that I can do this. I, I, I could not handle looking down like, you know, in the movies, when it tries to give you the sense of vertigo by look, it looks down from a tall height and then it kind of spins the camera a little bit or spins the lens. That's, uh, that's what I was feeling. I like, I couldn't get a sense of what was, what was to my right and what was to my left. And I knew I was going to fall. I just had this feeling like, yep, I'm going to fall over just standing still. I'm gonna, I can't even stand up straight. I'm going to fall. Um, and so I, I have never done the knife's edge. I just recently watched a video of, uh, of somebody doing the knife's edge and I'm glad I didn't because you know what? It looks fucking terrifying. There's one section called the chimney, which is a part where you almost have to climb either straight up or straight down, depending on which direction you're going. And I, I just don't have, I, I don't have it in me. I don't have it in me to do it. Um, so when I watch these videos of Everest and K2 and stuff, I know that I don't have it in me. I know what my limitation is. It's, it's that I can't do it. And the knife's edge is my limitation. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, the other mountain story, um, which I, I think there's time for here is that, uh, when, uh, my wife and I were dating, we went for a trip to Bar Harbor and there's uh, Acadia National Park in Bar Har like just outside Bar Harbor has a beautiful hiking area and we I, I knew about the hiking area I'd done it before but I didn't know what any of the trails were called so we just asked somebody and they said oh yeah you start here so we drove up and we parked our car and uh, we started the hike and after about an hour there was a sign that said you know many people have died on this hike please do not continue if you're blah 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 and I thought I don't remember this being difficult this isn't it was just like a nice walk up a, a gentle mountain <laughs> how hard can this be and 
I followed, you know, we followed the trail and followed the trail. And all of a sudden he came to this part where he had to climb a ladder way up a mountainside, like way up a cliff. And so I climbed the ladder and there, you know, there's a crowd going with you. Like there's all the day hikers are kind of coming from the same place. And I went up and I thought, okay, well, after this part, it must be easy again. Nope. There's another landslide that you have to climb up and then another ladder. And as I got up the second ladder and realized there's yet another ladder that you have to shimmy over to, I got the same thing happened. I got locked in place where I couldn't move and people had to get around me, but there was no room to get around me. And, uh, and Chrissy was trying to coax me onward. And I said, I, honey, I can't, I cannot do it. I can't do it. I can't, I'm going to fall down. I can't, I can't. I, I was convinced I was going to fall off the cliff. Like I was going to hold onto the ladder and the wind would pick up and I'd blow away. I, I'm at the time I was 210 pounds. I'm 255 now. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was, I was just convinced that I was going to fall. Um, so convinced in fact, that I shouted down an apology to everyone behind me and told them not to get on the ladder. <laughs> And I went back down and then I scooted on my bum down the landslide. And then I went down the other ladder while people were saying, you're going the wrong way. What the fuck? I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm terrified. I can't do this. I'm so sorry. And Chrissy was embarrassed. And uh, anyway, we found the actual walking trail that I had done before. And we made it to the top of the mountain uh, without ladders and cliffs. But uh, yeah, that's... Uh, those are my mountaineering terror experiences. Uh, hope you've enjoyed skiing and mountaineering terrifying experiences. Uh, it's fun reliving them uh, from the comfort of my office. All right, until next time, stay healthy, stay classy. <laughs>